When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you in rhythm or are you out of rhythm in your marriage? Moving my heart from marriage is hard to marriage is a gift. Rhythm number two is the rhythm of serving. If I can be fully present with them, slowing down, looking them in the eye, answering their questions, it changes the time that we spend together. Dear young married couple, you're in a busy season of your life. You're probably working and involved in ministry. On top of that, you might even be parents or students. You're maxed, but you really want to stay connected in your marriage. And that's why we're bringing this podcast to you. I'm Adam King. And I'm Carissa King. And we work with busy couples just like you in our counseling office here in Sacramento, California. We also work with couples all over the world through online counseling. And our couples are really just looking for ways to communicate with each other more effectively. Some of them are looking to heal from a breach in trust or find direction in fulfilling the purpose that God has for them. So come and join us as we have a conversation. We'll talk with therapists, authors, pastors, and other couples who will pour into us, giving us tools to become more intimately connected, get adventurous, and find purpose. Welcome to the Dear Young Married Couple podcast. Today's episode is going to be on the five rhythms for a thriving marriage, and we're going to be interviewing Jenny and Chris Gravy. So Chris and Jenny are a married couple with five kiddos, and they've been married for 17 years. They live in Franklin, Tennessee. They are authors and co-hosts of the Rhythm of Us podcast. And I love how in this episode, they're going to share with us the five rhythms for how they've helped their marriage to thrive. And they get really practical on examples for how it plays out in their marriage. So you're in for a treat. So welcome, Chris and Jenny, to the podcast. We're so happy to have you guys here today. So honored to be here. Yeah, we're excited to to hang, talk about this project, and ultimately share whatever we can with your audience. Awesome. Yes. So you guys have a book coming out soon called The Rhythm of Us. And so we're looking forward to hearing, um, as we were saying right before we started the recording, I think it's very helpful for people to have some sort of system or method to kind of guide their actions or like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of a pathway, handrail maybe, to help Mm -hmm. them maybe when they uh, don't know what to do next or feel stuck. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So thank you for asking. The book is called The Rhythm of Us. Comes out in November. Um, this is our first book. And uh, I should Congrats. probably mention that we wrote the bulk, the bulk of it during the pandemic. And so okay. <laughs> that made it extra interesting. An interesting lens through which to view uh, right. life and the rhythm yes. of us. Yeah. Yes. Especially with five kids. Oh, yeah. And, you know, with with five kids um, under our belt and, you know, school getting canceled every other day, it made it very interesting to carve out time oh. to write. I would imagine but, that with five kids, the rhythm of us was very loud. <laughs> right. <laughs> the rhythm was cranked the up. The rhythm sure. was very loud. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So it was really interesting timing of the Lord. Um, oh, I should probably ask, is this a Christian podcast or it not? Is. Yes. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Okay. I just, I forgot to ask that. Okay. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> Moving right along. Um, yes. It you was can talk very... about the Lord okay. all you want. We'd love Okay. That. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> we share that moral um, compass. Yes. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Um, so it was really interesting timing um, for the Lord to invite us into sharing this story and these rhythms during a time where all of our rhythms were completely taken away and shut down. Mm. All of our normal, regular, daily rhythms that you know I didn't realize were carrying us so much. I think all of us were faced with, um, wow, I didn't realize I, I relied so much on all of these rhythms that filled my days and carried me through life. Um, so it was a very interesting contrast of life and material that we were working I on. Um, yeah. But so grateful for this invitation to share our story and really these rhythms that God has taught us through other thriving couples that he's brought along the path um, mm-hmm. that have absolutely changed our life, our marriage, and and really carried us through the last 17 years together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I awesome. think I, I would I would say this is, you know, the idea of a system. I think there's those that love, give me the formula and it'll be great. And there's people <laughs> sure. like me like, pfft. Don't give me the rules. We're going to just <laughs> figure it out as we go. But I think what was nice is with this project, it helped, you know, crystallize for both of us uh, the the parts and the functions and the rhythms and this, the pieces of our marriage over the last 17 years to kind of crystallize and go, oh, okay, that's that rhythm. That's mm-hmm. that rhythm. And so we said, well, okay. People kind of always are going, hey, you guys were married 17 years. You have five kids. You, you still seem like you really love each other. Like, mm-hmm. what is it? And we're like, I don't know. Let's Let's figure it out. And so... That's where the five rhythms came to be. Nice. Okay. So there's five rhythms in the book. Um, We actually want to hear all five of them. So if we could spend a little bit of time on each one, share with us, what is the rhythm and how did you come up with it? Starting with number one. Okay. Yeah. Um, We'll try and be brief because obviously, you know, we really expound on each one in the book and throughout the journey. But, you know, just like Chris said, um, we have a, a, a podcast that we lead together, that we host together, um, that's about spiritual growth. But all of the questions that we got were always about marriage. Okay. <laughs> so we were like, okay, we should probably pay attention to this. And um, it was just something that God kept bringing back into our lives. And and then we were invited to share in this book journey. And so it really made us pause and take a look at our life, take a look at our marriage and think through what are the rhythms that are a part of our lives? What are those things that keep us close together? And then look at the couples around us in our life that we admire most yeah. that have been married for decades and mm-hmm. still are wildly in love. Like those kind of couples. We all yeah. know a handful of those couples that are just rare and magnetic and they stop you in your tracks when you see them, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've always been um, just so fascinated by couples who can still be in love after decades. Mm-hmm. Um, so just observing those kind of couples. And when we did, we really found that though every couple is unique, of course, as you guys know, working with couples, at the end of the day, the best couples really do share the same basic rhythms. Mm-hmm. And these were the five that rose to the top as we observed them and okay. as we looked at our own life and our own experience. Nice. Um, So number one. Okay. So number one, uh, the first one is the rhythm of speaking life. Um, And, you know, we each have our own favorite rhythm. This is probably mine um, just because it transformed my life and our marriage so much. Um, 
I didn't really grow up with this rhythm. I ha- I came from a wonderful, loving family, but we just didn't really speak out loud uh, affirming things to each other. It was more like sarcasm and fun. But when Chris and I got married and his love language was words of affirmation, it was very hard for me to get into that rhythm. Um, But over time, as I saw how important it was to him, how easily he did it um, and how it changed the culture of our marriage, um, when we just chose to speak words of life over each other, Mm -hmm. um, it was so transformative. And it's something, if you think of, I'm sure if you can think of a couple of the most amazing couples that you know, Mm -hmm. I guarantee you, that they speak words of life over each other when they're in private, when they're in public, when they're in front of their kids, when they're in front of their friends, they Mm -hmm. speak with, there's just this base level of respect that's there. Um, We've all witnessed it and it, it takes our breath away. And and it's something Mm -hmm. that we noticed absolutely in the couples that we admire. Um, And it's something that as we've practiced it in our marriage, it's been really transformative. Yeah, and a practical example where somebody says, okay, what does that mean? You know, yes, you look beautiful, you know, saying, I love you. Those, those are all very practical things. But I think, you know, you can just play it out as like, okay, is your spouse ever the butt of a joke at a party? Right. You know, are you ever sitting and going like, well, guess what she did? You know, it's like, <laughs> so that's not speaking life, that's speaking death, yeah. right? It's like yeah. honoring them in front of them and honoring them when they're not around. Okay. And it's amazing what the fruit that comes out of that and the peace that comes and ultimately the trust that comes in all other areas when you're speaking life. Right. That's so good. Yeah. At what point in your marriage, Chris, did you recognize the difference, especially with Jenny not being raised in that culture or that, that rhythm in her home? Um, and you saw her shifting to that and speaking your love language. Um, at what point in your marriage did you see that shift? You know, I think for us, we were, I don't know, we were just young and wild and we, we both, you know, I think God gifted us with our son pretty early in our marriage. Like we got mm-hmm. pregnant five months into our marriage. Oh and my I think goodness. That, wow. that was God's way of going, you two wild independent people need something to ground you and someone to support so that you yes. can figure it out. So uh-huh. with that being said, I mean, you know, we, we got married in our early 20s you know we were like 24 when we got married so Mm -hmm. you know you're still growing up you're still learning you know it's all about you and so I think it's just as we would you know have conflict or you know I would be like hey and she would start to see it I think she started to appreciate going okay he just keeps coming at me with you look beautiful today man you did a great job on that Mm -hmm. project that you're working on thank you for what you're doing with Kate and you're doing it's just it's kind of one of those things like it was kind of killed her with kindness you know just kind of kept coming where it just becomes a part of your your piece. And then you can say like, Hey babe, like, you know, we, we had enough trust with each other and kind of go, Hey, this isn't working. And she could be honest with me where you know, I yeah. was failing, but I think pretty early on in our marriage, there was maybe a couple of times that I was on the jokester. Like, let's just, we show up at a party and we're just throwing jokes out and we get in the car and I'd be like, you know, I started to notice the less that I got um, I talking to in the car <laughs> after the event <laughs> means that like I was learning some things and, and then ultimately started, she was reciprocating and saying, you know, in the privacy of our home or wherever, championing me publicly and privately. And so just, you know, it came with time, but I think we just, yeah. we gave each other grace as we were going to go. At the end of the day, she loves me. She trusts me. I love her. I trust her. Like, let's, let's figure this out together. And so, um, I don't know, it was, just, it was a gradual thing. I didn't walk up, wake up one day and go, she's nailed it we've, we've nailed <laughs> right, it right. we're perfect in that area check the box let's move to the next one yeah 
Uh, Did you ever get frustrated like that you weren't feeling reciprocated in that way since that is a strength of yours? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think there was this place where, I, you know, there was probably just some grace. I was like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll come around. She'll come around, you know, and it wasn't like she was over there screaming at me and beat me down. It just was, no. it just wasn't a regular practice for her. Sure. And yeah. so, you know, she was like, Oh, she, she understood. And we, we, she agreed like, Oh, you're right. I see what you do. And, and, and I see it. how you carry yourself that way. It's something I could work on. And she would give me kind of the, uh, the permission to say, Hey babe, you know, talk to me. Like, how's it going? How's, you know, we're trying to check in each other. Like, are we growing together? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know if I was ever, ever like a deep frustration. It was just a, wait. So is this you speaking life right now or <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm playing. That's awesome. I love that you, it happened gradually. It also happened by you modeling the behavior that you wanted to see reciprocated and then also a lot of grace. And then uh, for you, Jenny, like noticing the fruit that comes from that. Well, and being willing to to take influence from his style. Mm -hmm. Because if you weren't raised with that, that's not your modus operandi. That's not your like running right like your software yeah yeah and it you know it sounds really easy just speak life like over someone like of course that's an easy thing to do but you're right if you didn't (laughs) yeah i mean yeah if you didn't if you're not used to that it can be kind of awkward at first knowing how to do it and feeling comfortable um doing that so but i think you're right it it was more of i see the fruit of that in his life and i see him so easily doing that for everyone around him and, and how they hold their heads higher when mm-hmm. he just speaks something nice out loud. And it wasn't that I wasn't thinking nice things. Right. I yeah. just wasn't saying them out loud. I was just yeah. thinking, oh, he's such a great dad and going about my day. But yeah. I think what I learned over time just by his example was, oh, just stop and say it out loud. And mm-hmm. it makes a huge difference if you just, when you speak something nice, just say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Well, and what happens is, it, it trickles down to your children yeah. as well, yeah. right? You start having kids and you start saying, hey, buddy, you did a great job today on the baseball field. And it's just like you start to create this environment where it's like yeah. speaking life. That's what we that, do, yeah. You know, you go to, you, we sit down at a birthday table with our kids and be like, hey guys, what do we love? Tomorrow is our son's birthday. What do we love and appreciate about Caden? You know, mm-hmm. so it's just kind of in woven into the DNA of who we are now, but it came out of the, you know, the, the hard work we did at the beginning of our marriage. That's good. So good. That's good. I love that. All right. What about number two? What's the second rhythm? Rhythm number two is the rhythm of serving. Mm. So basically, Jenny washes my feet. (laughs) And that's it. You take your sandals off. Yeah. No. Yeah. The rhythm of serving. I think this was, you know, it's funny that we're sharing the way it is. This was, this was the opposite of, of, us like like the speaking life thing like mm-hmm. she's very good at thinking of others and working for serving me and our kids mm-hmm. and our family and making sure you know everything's there at the birthday party and I'm like great <laughs> yeah good job like yeah. I can I'm gonna speak life you did great let me just speak life over you but she's like thanks for the speaking of life but if you want to serve alongside me that would be really really great uh, and so yeah, yeah we've just seen that like you know the act of of, you know, giving up yourself and you're tired or whatever and serving your spouse. It just, 
it just plants some serious seeds that produce a pretty awesome harvest. Yeah. And this was something that we learned pretty early on as well in our marriage when we sat down with couples who we admired to do some premarital counseling just to kind of, you know, set the set our foundation strong. That was something that they told us right from the beginning, that they just serve each other. If they gave us one piece of advice, it was look for ways to serve each other. Mm. Um, a cu- one of the couples we love, he makes coffee for her every morning and that's how she wakes up. She just wakes up to a little clink of the cup as he sets it down love on that. their coffee table. Another mm. one, he just, she never has to fill up the gas tank. It's, he just mm. always keeps it full for their, and, and this mm. is where, you know, it gets really unique for every couple, right? Cause the things that mean a lot to me that Chris does for me or vice versa might be totally different for you guys. You know, yeah. only you can know, what those meaningful things are. So it requires yeah. us to really enter into each other's worlds and get yeah. to know our spouse and and what means the most to them, what really fills their tank whenever I serve them in that way. You know, mm-hmm. for you guys with, you know, two little ones under five, I mean, yes. I'm sure that a lot of the ways that you can serve each other that mean the most is helping with the kids and, oh, and yeah. noticing when the mm-hmm. other one's exhausted and maybe needs some time with a friend, you know, or, totally. or maybe just needs some time by themselves. <laughs> yeah. Preach. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's, yeah. so, you know, the goodness of God, like we learned pretty early on in our marriage and we've said, okay, you know, Jenny's going pretty hard through the week with, especially with the little kids and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm working and, you know, she had that, we had the pleasure of her staying home for, you know, pretty much all of our kids, you mm-hmm. know, growing up. And, but we got to this place where come Friday, she's like, <laughs> I'm tired. <Yeah. laughs> you know, like I've been a it's mom, a I've been yeah. a wife, I've been a PTO parent, all yeah. the things. I've been all the things. <laughs> all the things. And so uh, a simple act that we decided, and it's not, I, I say it's simple. It's, it's, it's definitely a, a practice or a very, you know, disciplined decision. We made this decision together. But every Friday, Jenny kind of goes into the world by herself mm. and goes to be just a normal human being. And so that means however many kids. Not we, that moms aren't normal human beings. No, Let's just that nobody's hanging on her. Nobody needs anything from her. She just can go. Hours. Yeah. She can yeah. go. Normal yeah. human beings don't have kids hanging off them, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know. They're, they're crazy people. Uh, yeah. So I think just... For us, it was a rhythm that we said, that's a way that I can serve her oh, and not just serve awesome. her, serve our family. Yeah. And when she comes back on that Friday, she's filled back up. She's enjoyed, you know, time by herself in the woods on a walk, you know, quiet time, shopping, whatever she needs to do on that Friday. Um, there's no rules. She can do, you know, whatever <laughs> you want. But it's just a way for, but, you know, but however many kids we have home at that time, I'm watching them on a Friday while I'm trying to work and do whatever else. Mm-hmm. So that's just, there's a couple of practical examples. Coffee cup, gas tanks, days hours by yep. yourself like it's yeah. so so vital yeah Love i think that. it's so good too that we're huge proponents of having something on your calendar to look forward to mm-hmm. yes. and i'm sure yeah. that's a bright spot because if if it always feels like a never-ending like hamster wheel mm-hmm. and you're just running yeah. and running and running yeah. and never can get your footing um yeah. it gets kind of frustrating but if you have that bright spot in your week of like hey on friday if I could mm-hmm. just make it to Friday, we're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's helpful. Yeah. I think. 
Yeah. yeah. We'll be right back to the interview. But first, we wanted to share something that we are really excited about. So, you know, we all have those times where we don't feel super connected to our spouse and we really don't know what conversations to have to get us to that connected place. And then on top of that, we're so busy that we don't prioritize those conversations. And that's why we created the monthly live date night. And monthly live date night is every month on a Friday night for 90 minutes, 60 minutes. It, we focus on a topic that uh, you guys pick. And then 30 minutes, we do a Q&A and it's live where we're all together asking questions and giving answers on topics related to your marriage, your intimacy. And we share tools. Uh, we have handouts that we call homework because we want you to be there to listen and to soak in. But we really want you to take action in your marriage too. So come join us live for the next monthly live date night. Check the link in the show notes for dates and details. All right, back to the interview. I think it makes the time throughout the week sweeter too, because you're not constantly thinking, oh gosh, I've got to carve out some time at some point. I don't know when, but some yeah. time I have got to fill back up here. Mm-hmm. But if you know every week, okay, I'm, it's okay. Like I can give myself fully to my kids throughout the week, to my husband throughout the week. Cause I know on Friday, just for a couple hours, I'm going to go walk through some trees and I'm going to spend some time with God. I'm going to listen to music or whatever fills your tank. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it's, it's really huge. Love it. Take us to number three. What's the third rhythm for a thriving marriage? All right. Number three. Come on down. Number three. (laughs) Um, So the third rhythm is the rhythm of slowing down. Mm. Um, And I feel like this is, you know, a pretty big buzzword in our culture right now, especially in Christian culture, but Mm-hmm. Um, it's something so needed and it's something yeah. that we've recognized in our own marriage in our own marriage um, when we're in the rhythm of slowing down we notice a huge difference than when we're hurried and rushed and busy and distracted right mm-hmm. um, and so and it's something that we've looked across at the couples again that we are looking to to learn from that is definitely common and true of all of them as well mm-hmm. being able to put the phone away to shut down the distractions and say yes to my spouse when I'm with them. If I can be fully present with them, slowing down, looking him in the eye, answering their questions, it changes the time that we spend together. Um, and it's really about saying yes, you know? Um, and that could be anything from, you know, yes to making love, yes to slowing down and going on a date night or anything, any anything in between there. Um, it's just really about prioritizing that time together and um, the quality of that time when we are together, slowing down, not being distracted, not being busy, um, because it's really impossible for love to grow if we're hurried. We can't build our relationship together if we're constantly rushing through it. We yeah. will feel stuck and miserable if we're just constantly passing each other and never actually slowing down to savor our relationship mm-hmm. and our time together. Right. That's good. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's it's not only about the the slowing down piece but it's that when you slow down you can now prioritize your spouse your relationship and when you feel prioritized that's where desire grows you feel pursued you feel desired and then you desire more and and so that's that's a beautiful piece i love that that's really good Yeah. yeah okay are we ready for number four yeah it. We're ready. It's born ready. <laughs> this is Chris's favorite. I could tell. So I'll let you. <laughs> yeah. uh, this one is the rhythm of seeking adventure. Ooh, yeah. Rhythm of seeking adventure. I'm down. Love um, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm a. 
you know, if any, people live in the Enneagram, I'm a seven. I always okay. want life to be an adventure, you know, mm-hmm. all over the place. And I think, you know, this doesn't necessarily just mean like, you know, getting away, you know, yes, as a couple, you should take trips without your kids, you yes. know, Amen. with the kids, it's a trip with your spouse, it's a vacation. So, <laughs> there you, go. so you should, you should take vacations. Right. With Both, your are important. Both are Both super are important. important but I think yeah. a lot of times people will sacrifice now in our, you know, speaking of younger couples out there, it's like, thanks a lot, dude. I mean, in our early years, it was really hard for us to get away, just us. You yeah. Know? So as we get older and, you know, some of the kids are a little bit more independent and we have mm-hmm. grandparents who are like, all right, I'm not as scared of your five children. <laughs> like that one time, I think I can manage this. Then you go, okay, great. We can, we can exit for a few days and find some adventure in, a, mm. in the world. But the other idea inside of this rhythm is, you know, kind of stoking the fire on the dreams of each other mm. and going on those proverbial adventures. Maybe it's starting a podcast or having, you know, trying a new job or moving to a new city. Um, we, you gotta have that thing that's, that's, that's getting you excited and moving you and your spouse is there to kind of say, Hey, let's go on an adventure together. And one's going to be probably more apt to say, let's go take a bunch of risks and let's go do one's probably going to be like, you know, I think we're good. You know, Jenny likes totally. to, I, I'll let you guys guess which one's the risky one. <laughs> definitely Jenny. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Her. Oh yeah. I could tell. You know, but anyway, yeah. So we, I just, I love this rhythm. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, like Chris as a seven is very good at this. He's always been great at that. Um, looking for the dreams in the people around him. And then if he even sniffs out a dream in someone lighting a fire under them and, and helping them bring that to life. So I think something we talk about in this chapter is just, do you know this, the dreams of your spouse? Yeah. Have you ever asked? Do you, mm-hmm. do you, do they know, you know? Do you, how do you have you, a bucket list? <laughs> yeah. Do you have a bucket list? Like what are those things? And the things that feel like risk to me don't feel at all like risk to Chris. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's barely anything that feels like an actual risk to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, you know, just not very fearful about a lot of things, but we <laughs> both have to stay awake and alive in our life together. That's mm-hmm. part of having a healthy marriage. So if we're not saying yes to some of those adventures that God is inviting us into in our life, mm-hmm. that's when we start to rust out and we start to yeah. grow numb and then we can start to take that out on each other. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important to practice that rhythm of seeking out adventures together and listening to each other's dreams and then mm-hmm. maybe putting some time and resources into making some of those dreams come to life. You know, like yeah. for you guys, it was a podcast and there's all yeah. kinds of different things. I'm sure that God is stirring in your heart, you know, so yeah. for your spouse, the most important voice in your life to be mm-hmm. the one to go, hey, I think you're really good at this. Let's. Mm-hmm. What would it look like for you to pursue that? What would it look That's like awesome. to bring that to life? You yeah. know, that we get to do that for each other. That's part of the that. gift yeah. of being married, you know? Yes. It's so neat how your rhythm three and rhythm four, they, they could be um, quite the contrast, but actually they're very complementary. Yeah. They allow space for each other. So in in your rhythm three, where you're slowing down, you're getting that sense of safety, right? That that space to actually bring the walls down and be vulnerable, to share, to prioritize and connect. Then you go, okay, I feel like I can actually take risks now with this person because they get me, they prioritize me, they're connecting with me, the walls are down. So uh, just thinking like to compliment what you guys are saying, it's funny. 
I know a lot of our listeners know, but Dear Young Mary Couple was actually birthed on a backpacking trip because mm-hmm. we love oh, we nice. love adventure. <laughs> yeah, um, great. And it's it's really it's really I think a, a massive missing piece for people mm-hmm. because they just don't mm-hmm. feel like they have time or they don't have babysitters. Mm-hmm. Really, it's a lack of prioritizing. Yeah, like you need that step three, that that rhythm three yeah. to get to the four. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's so important. Like. You know, so this is just recently on my mind, but um, we were just recently teaching a um, kind of a, a, well, it's called Saved and Sober mm, on yeah. addiction and helping people, you know, talk about different addictions and how these affect you. And um, what came up was kind of the brain chemistry behind, um, behind it all, like what's mm-hmm. happening. One of the things that really drive us to doing bigger things would be the chemical or the neurochemical um, dopamine. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like whenever we're looking forward to something, it raises our dopamine levels, which that's what we all want. We don't mm-hmm. want low, low dopamine means we're just like couch potatoes. Mm-hmm. High dopamine means like, let's go, mm-hmm. you know, do some motocross yeah. and jump over a huge jump and try not to break our arm. <laughs> like, so like when we're doing things out of our norm, our dopamine levels are way higher. Yeah. <clears throat> when there's surprise, when there's excitement, when there's like and anticipation. that's anticipation yeah. and that triggers our reward centers. So when we're both in the trenches together, experiencing surprise, experiencing fun, mm-hmm. we're both, it's kind of, it's a bonding time because we're being rewarded together. Right. So right. I right. guess what you're saying is so validated within the, even the science, the brain chemistry of like when you do things together that are, outside of your safety because mm-hmm. save too yeah. much adventure isn't good either like you said right. number three you do yeah. need the safety but you also need to push yourselves to get out there mm-hmm. and right. to experience life together and push yourselves right. like yeah. you're yeah. saying i love it so question then for you yeah what are what are your top three adventures that you guys have done that mm-hmm. you feel like have really oh brought you guys gosh. together what a great question that that's a really good question what would you say? I mean, I think, you know, for us, every time we get away with other kids, we go, boy, do we love each other. Yeah. And mm. um, and we, you know, love them, but we look forward to the day that it's, you know, just us <laughs> as well, right? So, yeah. Yeah. you know, the trips that we get away on, you know, we, we love to go out and we go, like we went to Lake Tahoe. We love Tahoe. We love mm-hmm. just getting on the trees and just really being with each other. Sometimes it's chatting. Sometimes it's sitting on a boat on Lake Tahoe, just mm-hmm. listening to music and just mm-hmm. knowing that I don't have to say anything right now because she loves me and I love her. Mm-hmm. I think there's other, for us, adventures of, you know, wild adventures of stepping out of <laughs> safe jobs and yes. 401ks and insurances and all the mm-hmm. things. The safety. We've definitely got yeah. probably, mm-hmm. we've got a, probably too many of those on the old <laughs> resume, but she's, but God's just, been faithful to save my butt a bunch and <laughs> she's been gracious enough to to roll alongside of it so mm-hmm. i don't know is there anything specifically that comes to mind outside of those yeah i mean there's so many adventures that we've taken together i think that you know i'm a one on the enneagram but we share mm-hmm. a line um and so there's part of being married to a seven that i love that pulls me out of that comfort zone and takes me off into a great adventure i knew yep. i was marrying a dreamer adventure when we got together and and it was very exciting i think especially in the beginning um we just went for every dream you know because you mm-hmm. can in that yeah. in that season you can just 
Um, we just didn't have a ton going on and we could live off of whatever. And so we just yep. said yes a lot, you know, and I think going on those adventures as wild and crazy as they were, and they weren't always easy because adventuring is not always easy, right? right. There's always a, especially in the middle, uh, mm-hmm. when you're getting somewhere, you got to keep right. pushing through. But I think even the hard parts of our adventures, especially in the beginning of our marriage, we're so incredibly bonding, yeah. like you said, mm-hmm. Adam, about like when you go through an adventure with someone, there's yeah. there's a bond that's created there that's right. just like nothing else can do that. And so mm-hmm. on the other side of those adventures, like it just bonded us so, excuse me, it bonded us so strongly to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it just forced us to really rely on each other and know yeah. that we could, that mm-hmm. he's always going to be there and I'm always going to be there. And so I think some of those early adventures were just really incredible. Um, and then I'd say as of late, um, you know, we we were in a, a stable, steady, wonderful job for 10 years in Texas, okay. um, you know, where you drop anchor and you, you grow roots and you build comfort and safety and all of that. And then towards the end of that season, God invited us into a new adventure. Mm-hmm. And um, it came, you know, as a whisper at first, and then it grew a little bit louder, but at the end, it was of, me whispering to her <laughs> while she was asleep. I'm like, "Hey, it's time for an adventure." Um, Wake up! Yes, this is God. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, God just invited us into a new adventure that required us moving again mm-hmm. after being settled. You know, yeah. so long in a place where friends felt like family and places sure. just were yeah. so a part of our lives. And, right. um, and it was so God completely confirmed it and we were so excited to do it. And I'm so glad we did, but it has not been easy. It's been yeah. super hard, especially moving when we did not knowing we were about to enter into 2020, you know, and mm-hmm. all that that entailed yeah. uh, writing a book during that time period, navigating yeah. life for our five kids in a new mm-hmm. city where everything's shut down and <laughs> all Talk the about normal. adventure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. But yeah. I had a good friend tell me kind of in the hardest part of that season of that adventure, there is no better place to be than in the path of obedience to the Lord. That's right. And I just hung on to that so much mm-hmm. um, because he's right. There's even when it's hard, it's yeah. worth it to mm-hmm. be obedient to the Lord, to say yes to those adventures. Yeah. It's always worth it. Mm-hmm. He's always bringing good from it. Um, That's right. And so it's been incredible. So I just I say that to hopefully encourage somebody listening who's maybe in the messy middle of an adventure. Mm-hmm. I I am with you. I understand it's not always easy, especially if you are not. You know, you're the security one in your relationship mm-hmm. that likes your feet planted firmly on the ground. I get that. Um, but I would just encourage you to keep going, keep trusting your spouse, cr- trusting the Lord that mm-hmm. he's doing so much good under the surface. Yes. And that if it's not good, it's not the end. So give mm-hmm. it some time to work out. Yeah. I love it. So good. Yeah. We'll take us home to number five, the fifth okay. rhythm of us. Yeah, this was a really, really cool one. So I'm going to let you kind of Oh, I get to? You get to, yeah. I love this one. Uh, Number five is the rhythm of staying in awe. Staying in awe. Um, As we, you know, the first four rhythms for us came pretty, pretty, it was pretty quickly and clear, like, oh, these are definitely the rhythms. But I think for us, awe is the one that helped really crystallize and give us words 
for what we were experiencing through the years in our marriage. And, mm-hmm. you know, the idea of being a Christ follower is that hopefully we can stay in awe of our creator. You know, yeah. when you see the sunrise or the sunset or a rainbow, or you look at your child sleeping in that bed, you know, you can say to yourself, wow, you can just have a moment where you're struck with awe. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, I think if we stay postured and close to the heart of God, and we believe what he says about loving our spouse, that we too should be in awe of the person that God has gifted us with. Yes. And so if we can capture this rhythm and stay in awe, there's some magic that happens mm. on, a, on a day-to-day basis. It isn't this like yeah. rose petals out the door, let's go on a date <laughs> kind of thing. You know, right. it, it has the potential just to every in every day. Yeah. You know, just be in awe of your spouse. And the fruit that comes from that is is supernatural. Yeah, it, it's really a heart posture. This one is definitely more of a heart posture. And we talk about practical ways to live this out and to practice it in your marriage and in your life together. But it's really about moving from marriage is hard, working on all these, you know, working on my communication. You know, there's there's those are important. Yeah. But moving my heart from marriage is hard to marriage is a gift. Yeah. The the gift of loving someone for a lifetime is an incredible privilege. And if I can remember that, you know, I can stoke the fire of that. You know, we it's easy to remember that on your wedding day. You know, you've mm-hmm. you've dreamed of this your whole life. And here's this incredible person that you're so in love with that, you know, is this amazing gift from God. But as we move through life and we add responsibilities and babies and all the things, um, mm-hmm. we can start to lose sight of the fact that this person sitting next to me is the greatest gift God has given me. Amen. And waking up to them each morning is not a guarantee. They're not just a fixed part of my life. Right. And if I can remember that, man, if I can remember that now in this season, then mm-hmm. I won't look back with regret 20 years from now. I'll be able to say, no, I loved him all the way. I loved him hard. I loved him well now because I remembered what a gift this is and I cherished it. So that's what that rhythm is about. So good. It's good. Love that. It's such a. Yeah. I think for some people, it's going to have to be a uh, a mindset shift. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 You know, like I, I forgot who has said it, but like when they they said when when you change, everything changes. Mm. And some yeah. some people need a lot of things to change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe they need to, they need to start looking inside and go, okay, like I don't have to see it this way yeah if this right. isn't serving me if this isn't m- more accurate mm-hmm. you know, if it's not truth then let's see it the correct way and mm-hmm. i think w- the yeah. way you're describing is the way that god intended it to be yeah right but because of our maybe fallen nature we just you know don't see it that yeah. way sometimes and it takes yeah. some work i think to like say no i choose this way mm-hmm. right. because this is right. right even though i may not feel it in the moment right yeah, yeah. And yeah. the, the research actually does support this idea of staying in awe of your spouse. Um, yeah. It, it helps with, we've talked about desire earlier, but, um, you know, mm-hmm. if you see your spouse shine mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. seeing them kind of in their gifts and, and you just right. recognize how great they are, you have that sense of awe about them, it boosts yep. levels of desire. And that For obviously sure. boosts levels of intimacy and connection. Mm. So that, absolutely, that's a that's an important one. To, and like you said, yeah. it's, it's really a heart posture. It's not something that you 
you know, like do this, check this box here and you'll have this one down. You have to determine in your heart that you are going to recognize your spouse's giftings. You're going to stay in awe of who they are, how they, how they act, what they do and, um, and watch them shine. Yeah. And you can stoke that. Sorry. You can stoke that fire. If Mm -hmm. in those moments you stop and you Mm -hmm. acknowledge it and you Mm -hmm. practice staying in awe, you know, like you said, if you see them shine, instead of just keep walking and keep going on with your life, you can go, Oh man, you know, I had a moment just last week, I'm doing dishes, you know, getting things done. And I looked out and saw Chris just playing on the trampoline with Mm -hmm. our daughter. And I had a choice, right? Right then and there, I can just go, Oh, that's so sweet. And keep doing the dishes or I can stop and I can practice awe by going, wow, thank you, God, for a spouse I love so much. And that it just takes my breath away when I see him loving on our kids like this mm-hmm. and just offer some thanks in my heart towards God for this wow. incredible man I get to call mine. That's practicing wow. law. So, That's yeah. Good. Love it. No, it. I was just saying like the two, the rhythm three and four really offer a time and place for that. Mm. Right. They give more opportunity for awe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you're slowing down... And if you're yes. adventuring, it's going to give you more space, more bandwidth yeah. to actually see that. Because like you, you said, you had the choice. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you were just frantically going about your way, yeah. trying yes. to keep all your five kids alive at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it is important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think that's yeah. our typical, like you said, our heart posture is, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. frantically moving around and doing stuff rather than saying, okay, hold on, let's stand back yeah. and look at it a little bit mm-hmm. and just yeah. be thankful for a minute. Yeah. That's I love good. it. So I love how you guys shared practical examples, little nuggets, visuals that we could imagine in your everyday lives as you went through each of the five rhythms. So if people want to hear more about each of these five rhythms and see these practical mm-hmm. examples on paper, um, where can they find your book? All you have to do is go to therhythmofus.com. Okay. <clears throat> It's everywhere. I mean, it's it'll Amazon, be Amazon, Barnes Noble. It'll be all over the place. Your favorite book retailer. You can find okay. it um, all the places. Um, nice. But yeah, we hope we hope you'll grab one. We hope you'll go through it with your spouse. There's it's the first half is um, talking about these five rhythms, and then the last half is really kind of a guided journal for you both to go through together to oh, examine nice. your unique rhythms as a couple because cool. we all are different, right? There's mm-hmm. things that for you guys, you know, that are super important to you. And there's a place for you to have those conversations mm-hmm. together and write it out because that has a power of its own. Um, so yeah, Absolutely. we hope that couples will grab it together mm-hmm. and that it will be helpful to you. Yeah, I That's think, so you know, you talk about a system at the beginning and the idea is when you say to someone, are you in rhythm or are you out of rhythm in your marriage? And I think people in within an instant, <laughs> all those listening right now go, you know, I have a pretty good idea of where we're out of rhythm. Actually, I know exactly where we're out of rhythm and I know where we're in rhythm. And maybe the the list is short of the in rhythm and there's a lot of out rhythm or it's vice versa. But what we're trying to do is say, hey, look, whatever it is, whatever the thing that you're out of rhythm on, if you practice these five rhythms, it will help that one get back on track and help you find a place. And so, Everyone's in a different stage in their marriage. Everyone's got a lot of different things going on. Our whole idea is hopeful with through this through these practices that everyone can get in rhythm with their spouse and yeah. enjoy their marriage. Yeah. 
That's great. So good. I love it. You got you given you're giving people homework, mm-hmm. which is we're all about homework. <laughs> <laughs> nice. First I hate homework. So I hate homework. So guys, she will be grading your homework. I was like, just go have fun. You're like, I'll be on the trampoline. Don't worry. That's I'll right. Be on the you can find me outside. <laughs> That's so good. Well, tell people where they can find you. Um, you can find us at therhythmofus.com or um, we're on social media, uh, Jenny Gravy, Chris Gravy, and The Rhythm of Us. Podcast. Oh, yeah. Our podcast is The Rhythm of Us as well. Yeah, okay. So come hang out with us there. Yeah. And we Thank will link all of that in the show notes. So if folks want to get in touch with you guys, connect with you on Instagram, get your book. They can find all of those links in the show notes here. So you guys, we're going to uh, wrap up this episode. We ask every interviewee the same question at the end. Um, so okay. rewind back 17 years ago to the mm. beginning of your marriage and think about the advice that you wish you would have received and then fill in the blank. Mm. Dear young married couple. Ooh, that's a great question. You go first. <laughs> um, first off, I probably wouldn't have listened. So, <laughs> whatever, whatever I'm about to say, the younger Chris wouldn't have listened. Yeah, I think just, you know, I think a lot of the things we talked about here today, you know, I think it's just, you know, trust, you know, um, I think really tried as best and fast as I can to learn her strengths and to listen and lean into those. Yeah. Because there's a lot that she she had to offer that that maybe I didn't fully understand because I was either, you know, I was young and I was trying to prove something to myself, to the world or whatever. Sure. So it was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go on this adventure. Like, And then we've got kids. And so I think if I could have stepped into all of these practices sooner and, and quicker, mm-hmm. I, I think, it, you know, we are so blessed where we are today. But I think trusting her listening to her and and her letting her voice probably carry more weight for me sooner would have been a with something i i, I would mm. tell that young whippersnapper <laughs> <laughs> that's good i love that let her voice uh, carry more weight that's that mm-hmm. power of receiving influence good how about yeah. for you jenny um i think i would have said a lot of things but you know i am grateful for the start that we had we had a pretty strong start um Thankfully, we met uh, just after we both gave our life to Christ, and so it was it was nice timing for the Lord. But obviously, still had a lot to learn. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I would just say to trust God. Um, don't worry so much. Um, yeah, I like a plan. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody listening <laughs> likes a plan. <laughs> yeah. And so I think you know, early on, especially you know, being married to a seven who's just doesn't like a plan and always like spontaneity and and that is has been such a blessing. I, I think I would just say, don't worry. It's it's going to be okay. And God, mm-hmm. God is so faithful and so good, and He has yeah. always proven Himself faithful, and He always will. He can be trusted. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, I would just say, trust God, trust God together, and and trust yeah. Him. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Thanks so much, you guys. This has been so powerful and practical at the same time, and we're looking forward to the impact that it will make on the folks who are listening. So thank you. Thank, thank you, guys. you guys so Thanks. much, Adam and Carissa. This has been such an honor, such a blessing talking with you guys. Thank mm. you. Thank you. All right, friends. We really hope that you got a ton out of today's conversation. And if you want help, if you want personal guidance with individual counseling or couples counseling, or even help with you as a couple reaching the goals you have, just reach out. 
give us a call at 916-678-1797 or shoot us an email at hello at dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. No matter where you are in the world or in your marriage, we can set up a counseling session with you and we can work toward progress. We also post marriage advice regularly on our Instagram, which is at Dear Young Married Couple. And we'd love for you to join us in conversation there. All right. See you next week.